1: Okay, so guys, welcome to. Do you know? What, oh my God! Do you know what the whisper What's is? The- <laughs> I just realized we actually don't have a podcast name.
2: Welcome to. <laughs>
1: uh, a podcast of, of welcome some kind. To a podcast. To be honest, it actually feels more like a a morning show, because I have actually got Milo up very early today, and this is my first coffee, because I didn't have any milk this morning, so this is like... She got
2: me up at 8, and I was like, hold on, let me get a coffee, (laughs) let's try 8.30.
1: I was was half asleep myself, to be fair, and I'm in my pyjamas, so it kind of just feels like a breakfast show, so welcome to our morning radio breakfast show. (laughs) Why not? Um... Come on,
2: Wendy Williams. (laughs) Anyway
1: that bitch um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, I guess introductions are the best best way to start this, so I'm Chelly I'm not very good at Super Smash Bros. Melee but you'll find me at pretty much every tournament, uh, my worst is 0-2, that's my most consistent result my best result is probably 3-2 and 2 at SmashCon, against a bunch of peaches What's up? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I commentate and I'm an avid, just an avid watcher of, of melee, to be honest with you. Not the most technical, you know, minded person in terms of the game, but I like to watch. So.
2: And she's a legendary streamer. She should left that part out.
1: Stop. <laughs> um, and then this is Milo. You you take it away. You're the uh, you're the professional. I
2: game. am Milo. I reside in, uh, like, close to Baltimore, Maryland, so MDVA is my region. I am the self-proclaimed hottest peach in MDVA, and others will attest to that. Um, I've been in the Melee community, I mean, I played Smash my whole life, obviously, but I've been in the competitive Melee community since, like, 2015. And yeah, I love, I'm not competing as seriously anymore, um, due to, like, school and other reasons, but of course I love staying in the community, and I am thrilled to help Shelly out with this podcast thank you for having me
1: no problem it's crazy actually that we started pretty much the same time because i i didn't have the um yes. the whole like start like i didn't play melee at all before i was 21 period mm-hmm. i didn't even know what it was um but it's crazy that we started playing at the same time and i have not a single noble win on my belt whereas you on the <laughs> <other hand. laughs>
2: I have one. I mean, yeah, Royal Flush was my best showing where I got 65th and I beat Alex19, but he did have Johns and...
1: They were were pretty fair Johns. Johns. They were pretty good Johns. (laughs) But a win is a win nonetheless, so...
2: we take those, baby. We take those.
1: (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think the best thing, and the reason I think that we're two really good co-hosts for this is we're just melee fans. Like, through and through, regardless of whether we play a lot, whether we play well.
2: We're, like, Melee fans. 100%. And yeah, Chelly, we've, like, you were, like, one of the first people that I started watching streams regularly. Um, I wasn't, like, that into Twitch, but then I started watching Melee streams, and then I was, like, popped up on the Melee streams, and I went to your channel, and I was, like, this girl, like, we're gonna be besties. (laughs) (laughs) So you're, like, one of my first good friends in the community, which is, like, yeah, so I think we'll have good chemistry.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, I think the the kind of people that we have the memories with, um, which we'll go into a little bit later on for sure, because uh, we will have a little memory segment in this, but a lot of our group, I would say uh, Travis, as in Captain Killam, <coughs> Link2213, like, all that kind of group kind of congregated on Twitter when Twitter was starting to kind of, like, become a fresh, you know, area to kind of communicate with with other people in melee. So definitely I think that was, like, one of the, the boosters of that little scene of people mm-hmm. who started traveling sure. tournaments a lot um so
2: what are the topics we're gonna get into today let's get into it
1: so i guess the sad side of this is that it is uh march 5th 2021 we are still in a pandemic sadly Way true because people are overstay- still in a
2: panasonic <laughs> <laughs> still in a panorama
1: <laughs> i love those memes too. they've been they've been fucking killing me um yeah. Yes, we're still in a pandemic because people want to stay the fuck home. So we have not had a tournament since Genesis Seven.
2: I think so. Genesis yeah. basically online tournament, right? Yes, yeah, last so... January or like two Januarys ago.
1: Yeah, it's been a long ass time. That's so...
2: wild.
1: It's scary, and it's
2: just so interesting because, like, obviously praise be God to Fizzy um, and Slippy because, like. It doesn't even feel like we haven't had a tournament in that long because we have all these online tournaments, and the essence of melee is still thriving. And people are like, new people are getting to this game every day because of Slippy, and so like, it's shocking to me that we haven't had a real in-person tournament since last over a year now because it just doesn't feel like that. What do you think?
1: I think. Yes, I agree. Because I think the rollback definitely saved Melly in a a massive way. Like, I think if Mm -hmm. I'd have not... Because I I don't come from a particularly uh, thriving region. Like, uh, originally I'm from Wales and there was like six people there. (laughs) And I didn't really go there anyway, uh, reasons. And then if I'd have... I moved up to the northeast and we're in a pandemic. Chances are I probably just wouldn't have played Melly. I wouldn't have had anyone to play with. And I probably would have like... You know, the absence kind of just makes you... It's so that you don't play anymore, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yes it's good that they've got the tournaments and there's so many online tournaments but I think a lot of people are missing the community aspect of
2: it for sure yeah for sure I mean just like thinking about like preparing for this podcast I was like watching some previous sets um, from a tournament we'll be talking about and I was just really it was just really hitting me like oh my god I just want to aimlessly walk around a venue again <laughs> and if I want to quote a tweet from Slock. That one made me laugh. Yeah, there's just like so many nuanced things, I guess, you experience at in-person tournaments that you'll just never be able to get sitting in your room playing Slippy, um, that I'm definitely trying to feel again.
1: Yeah, which brings me to, I guess, the first topic of, of the podcast, which is um last year just before the pandemic hit the smash world tour was announced and it was it was super hype like everyone wanted to go yeah. i was like planning to go to at least eight of these bitches like flying Two hundred thousand,
2: 200,000 like prize money it was
1: ridiculous
2: everyone was hype wild
1: miss rona swooped in cancelled the whole thing
2: <laughs> enters the stage
1: and <laughs> Recently, um, on Twitter, they've reannounced another Smash World Tour, which I think people are kind of up in arms about because it's a, yes, cool, we have a Smash World Tour and we have a tournament, but also, again, like referring back to the community, the community won't be able to go, um, we'll be able to watch, sure, but also there's the kind of regulations of, of are we gonna be able to get 16 people in a room? Because the format is something along the lines of qualifying and then turning up at an IRL tournament to then compete
2: right exactly so it's fishy and you know even on their website um they have they talk about the regional finals and so do you know um first of all do you know how people qualify for the regional finals because when i look on the website i thought it just said the panelists um at least for melee i think it said the panelists decide that are there like a round of events like flippy events that count that give you points or something to get to the regional finals
1: so i think because there's a slight difference with ultimate and melee i think ultimate get to have like the online tournament qualifiers but i think the right, reason they yeah, decided to do uh melee panelists to pick it out was because obviously nintendo's not been the greatest with the uh, letting yeah. us you know leaving us the fuck alone um we don't talk about her (laughs) no so so i think the reason we can't have like an official online slippy kind of tournament is because nintendo shuts it down so they've decided panelists is the best way to kind of go about
2: that that'll be interesting i think people will definitely have their opinions when the results come out but we'll see i trust the panelists Uh, they have them listed on the website and they are all godsends to melee so
1: how many are they? Who, who are
2: they? <laughs> Speak their We name. have Tafo, Gimme Dat Wheat, who I don't know, sorry. Um, Ambus Sinister, KB, Edwin Budding, and Pikachu942. Okay. That's not So true. I definitely recognize the most of those names. Um, and these people have been, you know, the ones seeding tournaments for years and years. And <laughs> it'll be good, I think. I think they'll do a good job.
1: Yeah, I hope so. And I think...
0: That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: I, I don't know if I feel as much... Because I, I think a lot of people's kind of argument for the Smash World Tour, at the very least, was um, at least we have a tournament, at least we're still doing tournaments and stuff like that. But I honestly, I hate to say it, but I feel like I can't get hyped for it. I feel like I'm just like, eh. And then I think the, the worry that the IRL tournament won't actually happen... Also, because of like COVID regulations, I'm just like, oh, and I, I don't know if it's, I'm wrong to feel not hyped. <laughs> no,
2: I definitely feel that. And I'm definitely in the same boat. Like what, what I was saying was, even on their website, you know, they have a little asterisk and they say, like, note, the regional finals may change. Um, the dates may change based on when events.
0: The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Can be safely hosted again. So, I do think it was kind of a I don't know. I think they should have waited on it and especially to have it now like you announced this super hype thing but then you're like oh the dates may change we don't know and so it's like do i get hyped for it yet do i wait like you know what i mean yeah. it's just kind of there's kind of a disconnect there um i don't know if
1: i want my but, heart to be broken again by the smash world tour being canceled the second time
2: right i can't deal with the heartbreak <laughs> <laughs>
1: um uh so but yeah nevertheless
2: think... nevertheless it's an incredibly hype thing that'll be so sickening for the community, and yeah. of course, I am excited for it.
1: I'm excited to watch it. I think I'm just the the sadness of not being able to actually go and
2: right. be like yeah. Ow!
1: for like our favorite players and, and stuff like that.
2: That um, would be such an interesting tournament experience when like because it's different from a major because it's like going to a summit invitational kind of, but then there's like a huge like crowd that gathers just to be a spectator. Um, so, like, Smash is commonly... It's, like, a spectator sport, but you're also, like, for most majors, like, 2,000 people are going to enter and play in the tournaments. So you're kind of taking that, like, player aspect out of it um, in a way. And so it would be interesting to see this how the spectator side of it would be revamped and how they would kind of cater to the spectators more.
1: Yeah, I agree. I completely agree with that. And I hope that... um Because obviously there's a lot of money being funded into the Smash World Tour. I hope it's not just a a one and done. Because I would rather (laughs) like if it is a one and done, the they should have waited until next year when everyone can go. I'm hoping it's not like a one and done thing.
2: Yeah, that'd be tragic.
1: So thoughts and (laughs) prayers.
2: Awesome so, prayers. so
1: our second segment we can go into our second segment also to do with tournaments because we miss them and also uh somewhat to do with smash twitter because we kind of want to have a smash twitter segment because that shit <laughs> writes itself
2: we love some <laughs> smash twitter discourse baby
1: <laughs> it's just it's just a sitcom sometimes it's just like one of those right. sitcoms you just sit back and watch watch yourself on fire um <laughs> <laughs> and i think it's it's the gift that keeps on giving because we've had a lot of things already from the start of 2021 being like is left and charging too much for his coaching sessions
2: oh my god you know
1: should we be i don't know should we be having like certain arts at tournaments and like the discourse is really good i think the discourse is great but the recent absolutely. one absolutely has not actually been necessarily melee related but it's it's somewhat because of the player that was involved recently so
2: it has community-wide implications for sure
1: yes exactly yeah um so the recent smash twitter was that uh ultimate had two new characters come in i don't even know how you say their names pyro and Mii i don't R-
2: either <laughs> <laughs> wait all yesterday they came out And I just, like, pronounce them in my head, like, and I am like, I'm not pronouncing this correctly. I don't know how to say these things. Yeah,
1: I don't either. I I think I've got Pyro down. With the other one, I'm like, Mithra, Mithra. Is it like Mithra,
2: Mithra? Who knows? I don't watch anime. anime. (laughs) Uh,
1: um, So the discourse was, um, you know, they came out and there was a lot of people who, you know, find them attractive and that's cool, you know. I watch Fate Zero and I've I've got... um, a small Just so crush. you don't watch
2: anime. Shh, shh. <laughs> I, you fraud, you're a liar.
1: <laughs> I watch so much anime, especially the pandemic. <laughs> um, you know, I've got a little crush on Mansa from Fate Zero. You know, we can all crush on Oh, him, yeah, you
2: know. no, he's so cute.
1: <laughs> but I also, I don't go on Twitter being like, hey, you know, I want to like my... <laughs> <laughs> in that round right? oh, Redacted, like, <laughs>
2: redacted
1: Yeah, you know, they're stop making my dolphin noises like left, right, and center um, So uh, a prominent melee player um, made a video uh, and it was maybe not received very well due to the content. Now I didn't see it, but I heard. Um, I didn't see it
2: either To be fair, he took it down. Yes. From my understanding he made this video and it was very inappropriate if you ask me and then um he did take it down which was really good and may I think he uploaded another video about it and like not it didn't have that like inappropriate content in it um yeah and he which is good.
1: he wrote, uh, uh, sure. an apology and, and all that good stuff too like mm-hmm. kind of it wasn't just, like, one of those... I don't think it was a very half-assed one. I think it was actually, like... It seemed like a very legit apology. Very, like, you know, right. I realized what I've done wrong and why this is a problem, etc. So... It
2: was a very intentional apology.
1: Yeah, I would like to say so. Mm-hmm. However, Twitter came out of uh, all sorts of corners and there were some Absolutely. people who were like, it's just pixels, bro. Uh, you know, if I want to jerk off to a bunch of pixels, <laughs> I will. Um, and then... That obviously started the discourse of, okay, should NSFW uh, be allowed at tournaments? SmashCon, for instance, is one of those ones that I, I most uh, see it at, because SmashCon's obviously a big convention of, you know, all sorts of kind of stuff. And okay. then also the treatment of women and whether or not that transfers from, you know, fake ladies, you know, fictional beings to, you know, how we treat women in the community. <laughs> uh, I guess I your take first would be...
2: There is a lot to unpack yes. um, with <laughs> with this topic, so I like to start um, by kind of addressing one issue that I think definitely needs to be addressed is um, when this whole thing happened. A lot of the um, reply guys, we'll call them, uh, a lot of people on Twitter, they like to point out. They point out the fact that, well, when Sephiroth came out. Everyone was thirsting over Sephiroth, and so why can't we thirst over <laughs> Ira and Mithra, if I'm saying her name right? And I think we need to address that. Um, yes. It kind of needs to be, everything needs to be contextualized, oh. right? So, yeah. of course, sexualization of men um, happens just like it happens to sexualization of women. But when you're dealing with things like this, you have to look at the like, material realities. You have to look at the reality of the situation, obviously. And while sexual assault and sexual violence does happen to men, um, it happens to women on a much larger scale. Um, and specifically, that's exacerbated in the Smash community because it's a cishet male-dominated community. And so these um, problems of sexual violence and sexual harassment against women will be kind of um, exacerbated for that aspect. And so, yes, um, sexualization of men and of Sephiroth might have happened. That's not a good thing, but it's also... I didn't see anything on Sephiroth that was that bad. It wasn't like thumbnails like <laughs> like zoomed in on like Sephiroth's crotch or anything. Yeah. Um, so that was just kind of an argument of bad faith that I kind of wanted to address. Um, as for you know, like, not safe for work um, art at tournaments, is that what you want to get into? Uh,
1: I mean, just the whole, the whole discourse, I mean, you you kind of uh, bring up a really good point about Sethroth, actually, that I I would also like to put my two cents on, is that I actually, I made a tweet about it, so, and I still kind of follow that take, is that, um, I agree with you, like, any kind of sexual harassment or, you know, just over-the-topness, um, is wrong, regardless whether it's Sethroth, Pyra, Mithra, whatever. But yes, there was a big difference between being like, Oh, I have a crush on Sethroth. Sethroth is a daddy, Ooh, To like, yeah. yeah, I wanna like you know yeah. <laughs> do this to Sethroth in redacted, this redacted. disgusted <laughs> manner. Yeah. Redacted. And it's like the difference between like the very few women that I saw tweet about Sethroth Because there's not even enough. I feel like there's not even enough women in either scene. If you combine both scenes, melee and Ultiman, smash them together, there would not be enough women to make a big discourse about how hot they think Seth Roth is. Like there was Absolutely, barely anyone. Yeah. If anyone was making comments about how hot Seth Roth was, it was including the men. Um,
2: and but... another point is that like, <clears throat> you have to think about, you have to see things in a larger picture. So you have to think about like, when we're talking about discourse, we have to think about, like, the overall environment that you are harboring with your words and that you're creating with your words. So, like, a minority that's, um, women in the Smash community are minorities. So, let's say, like, all women were, like, thirsting over Sephiroth anyway, which obviously isn't true, but we'll just say that. Um, that, the women are the minority. Like, their comments aren't going to be, like, creating this, um, Toxic and unsafe environment for men. <clears throat> for men, in the same way that, like, a ton of men sexualizing women will create and um, harbor an environment that's um, dangerous for women. Um, and like those, because the population, the demographics are so unbalanced, you have to understand that the results will, of the actions will be unbalanced, and that's kind of a just a reality that you have to accept when dealing with this, these kind of things. Mm-hmm. And
1: Does that I mean- makes sense yeah no I mean it does and I think um, also going into the the art thing kind of like connecting it on is that um, what you tend to find at uh, smash events like smash con or you know multiple events is that you know maybe I want to buy a sexy Captain Falcon uh, picture poster that doesn't exist or you know maybe a sexy math poster or maybe a sexy hmm. Seth Roth poster but they don't exist at tournaments right it's a lot of like super right. over sexualized women um, you know, call, call the tournaments twenty one plus. Let's let's say we, you know we up the age and you know we're all old enough to buy you know dirty boy art, but like that doesn't exist there, and there's a reason that, that they don't. Like there's a totally. reason that it's very much like you know Samus with her booty out or uh, I don't know Rosalina etc. But there's no there's nothing of that of like any of the male characters, which I think. It's So you know,
2: yeah, I mean I totally agree. And what do you so? Let's take the conversation to do you think like 18 plus not safe for work art has a place in tournaments in the artist alley? Because I am a bit divided. I definitely see both sides. Um, I think I'm leaning towards maybe we shouldn't have it um, at all, like get rid of it. Um, and I guess I'll go into it. I think it's a matter of consent. Mm-hmm. Uh, So, I saw this, like, one Twitter thread a while ago. It's kind of, I can draw um, connections. And it was about pride and, um, like, kink um, and leather groups at pride events. And should that be allowed and stuff like that. Um, Because, essentially, there's a lot of people, if you've ever been to a pride, I'm sure you've seen a lot of people (coughs) in, like, (laughs) less than nothing, (laughs) like, wearing not many, not a lot of clothes. Yeah. And then you also have, like, these underage kids there that want to go to explore become comfortable with their sexualities and whatnot and gender um and you can't really consent to like seeing those kinds of things um referring to like the leather and stuff like that you Mm -hmm. can't really consent to that um going into a public space if that makes sense yeah and i i think i draw that connection um to this topic like as even i mean it doesn't even age doesn't really even matter um you can't really, like, consent. You're not going to a Smash tournament and, like, consenting to, like, seeing, like, hentai. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. And so I definitely see... And then the problem, like, exacerbates when we're we're dealing with underage um, people. Mm -hmm. Like, these... Obviously, these underage people, like, we have people going to tournaments that are, like, 10, 11, 12. Like, they're not... They can't consent to seeing, like, hentai and stuff like that. So I definitely... um, I, I... I think I agree with the case that maybe um, this kind of stuff does not have a place in tournaments.
1: Yeah, I think I. I, So I came up with a a potential idea because I think I think the age audience is very different in both. Uh, Because obviously the tournaments that we have are never just melee, never just ultimate, (coughs) never just you know anything. They always tend to be mismatched and and stuff like that. I think, and again, like you said, it doesn't matter age. Like some people just don't want to walk in there and just see, Mm -hmm. you know some boobies up in this uh, you know up in your face some um, booba. <laughs> some booba. like some people do some people don't and that's cool but right. I think there's a lot of artists because I'm actually a massive fan of the art Sally I like every single tournament will always go and buy something and you know find something that I like
2: yeah support your local artist.
1: yes in fact most of my stuff behind me I think are from artists Um, yeah there you go I got some, some pictures up there Um, but I think most of them have folders like you know they're like oh well not all my posters are up but you know you can flick through this and tell me which poster you want alternatively they could just have a nsfw folder that is underneath their desk and then if someone wants to buy that kind of thing they can say hey uh do you have an nsfw folder and they can either say yes or no but they have to provide like a proof of id to see it
2: right i think that's genius yeah i never even thought about that
1: yeah because then it's still there and like if you know lewd artists or nude artists or whatever they do want to mm-hmm. still sell that kind of thing like sure have your normal stuff up and then you, like, I don't know, put, like, a little sticky note or a card, like, hey, you know, just ask me about my NSFW art. And right. They can show them with, with a valid ID, which I think is fair. Yeah,
2: so there are definitely um, creative, imaginative solutions like that that could work with um And I think that's a step that we definitely need to, need to implement um, moving forward with in-person events when they hopefully come back.
1: Oh, God. When do you think they'll come
2: Manifesting, back? Manifesting... <laughs> when do I think they'll come back? I don't know. I mean... Definitely not this year, maybe, I would, like, every part of me wishes to say Genesis 8? Uh, That's very optimistic, very optimistic.
1: Yeah, I think, I think I'm a little bit more optimistic now that the vaccine's starting to roll out in kind of like, big numbers.
2: Right, that's exactly what I was thinking, because I mean... We're seeing more and more promising things, at least over here in the States. Um, in terms of the vaccine, um, like the new Johnson & Johnson vaccine has been approved for distribution, and all of these little things kind of add up um, to make a real difference in the vaccine rollout. out. But we'll see what the reality actually ends up being, I guess. I feel like with COVID, you can't make any predictions. Like. In the early stages of COVID, like we were all making these predictions and they were all wrong. And then, like six months later, like in my experience, I was making COVID predictions with like my schooling and stuff like that, and I was completely wrong. <laughs> and so I'm just done. Like I, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm not making more COVID it, predictions.
1: Every time it's like, oh yeah, like because I remember when March happened and they were like, oh you know we're, we're shutting the because uh, I was working in retail when COVID started happening. Oh we're just gonna shut for like a month or two. I was like, oh dude. I, I fucking hope it's, like, six months.
2: <laughs>
1: now You're I don't. If not... <laughs> oh,
2: Kelly, what have you done?
1: <laughs> I did not want to work in retail that badly, that badly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I wasn't expecting it to last more than, like, two or three months. And then, the, I don't know, just as we started to think, oh, the numbers are going down, we have a, a vaccine, and then it's like, oh, there's a Brazilian COVID variants and you're like oh shit and then there's like (laughs) some african uh variants and i'm sure that i don't know there's probably gonna be more variants but i'm hoping that this like vaccine has got like the balls to take them all on you know (laughs) Yeah,
2: but (laughs) exactly i mean the same here like so when the back in february i actually flew and was living in france um doing some research and then that's about the time covid started getting bad and my mom's a nurse and she was like John, you gotta watch out for this vaccine. I think you should come home. And I'm like, mom, it's like, it's fine. It's, it's what? It's just a, it's just a flu. Like, just what? a flu. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like March, and things are getting really bad. And then France goes on lockdown, and I'm like, oh shit, I gotta go back home. So I go back home, and then I'm like, <clears throat> okay, I'll be home for like a couple months, and I'll go back to France. And then it just gets worse and worse and worse. <laughs> so I am done making predictions on um, COVID. I don't know when in-person tournaments will come back. Maybe, like, March, April, May of, like, 2022. Yes. Maybe a year from now, I guess that would be. And it's something I like to think about is, like, how will this... I mean, I don't want to say, like, collective trauma, but I guess it kind of is collective trauma of, Mm -hmm. like, COVID and interacting with people. and Like, how are all of these interpersonal connections going to be changing? Because, like, we see all these... For example, we see all these, like, jokes on Twitter, like, I can't believe I used to, like, hang out with my friends without wearing masks, or I can't believe I used to, like, go to these concerts and be around all these people. And, yeah, they're, like, jokes to a point, but, I mean, it kind of holds the truth, I think. I think the way people interact with each other and people's comfort being close um, to other people will definitely be affected from this. And so that will be interesting to see at majors. Um, yes. Would, do you have any thoughts about that?
1: Um, yeah, I think I'll probably never turn down a plan again.
2: Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah.
1: People, <laughs> people have like nightclubs and I'm just like, oh, I don't want to come out tonight. I'm too tired. And I don't think I'll ever miss that opportunity again. <laughs> um, with majors, definitely. I mean, like personally, my life since March of 2020 to March now is completely different. Um, oh, and I yeah. think my relationships with certain people, my friendships with certain people, some of them are broke down due to, like, you know, lack of communication, which is no one's fault. But, like, most of my uh, smash connections are in America. Like, with you guys. Um, mm-hmm. And it's hard because you've got, like, time zones. People have to work. um, you know, and people are trying you to, got like, me up at 8 at 8:00 o'clock. <laughs> exactly,
2: exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly, though. Like, you know, this is like a normal time for me. It's like 2 p.m. And it's really hard between time zones to kind of be able to check in on all of your friends. And there's so many friends in uh, Smash community that I want to message and be like, hey, how are you doing? Like, and I've tried to kind of do it, but it's, it's fucking difficult. And like with a full-time job and like trying to also keep yourself in a self-care way like grounded. to try and keep your yeah, mental sure. health up it's hard and I think going to mages now will be much different I think it's going to be beautiful I will probably cry because um, yeah. it's just I think it's going to be like a beautiful moment I really I do. just want to
2: hear that I just want to walk into a venue and hear the buzz of the CRTs and the clicking of the gamecube controllers ah, yeah what a beautiful moment that will be
1: I've never been, um, you know when you kind of see your friends, like, at, 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 an, at an event, and you kind of like, oh my god, I haven't seen you, so, and like, yeah. I, I'm not a screamer, I don't think, I'm more of a, really? <laughs> but I think when,
2: um, I don't know about all that, <laughs> I'm a if screamer, if you, if you go watch any vod with Chelly in the front row, you, one thing about Chelly, you're gonna hear her screaming at the top of her lungs. I Let have some imposters, too. No, no, ma'am, you are a screamer. But, okay, go ahead.
1: Weird. Okay, I'm a screamer for the melee. For the game. For the melee. Okay? But not,
2: like, when you see a friend. When
1: it? I see a friend, I'm usually like... And then I kind of, right, like, hug right, them and right, stuff right. like that. But I think when I actually see people, I'm going to be like...
2: <sighs> <sighs> like,
1: just, oh, my God, I can't wait to, to, like, hug people and see people and play friendly. I
2: can't wait. that's absolutely something to hold on to. Yeah. During these hard times. That is something to hold on to.
1: The hope. Where every single day, we are one day closer. Every single day.
2: Definitely, definitely. That's such a beautiful way to put it.
1: So, which takes us um, into one of our last segments, and we're going to call it the memory segment. The
2: mems.
1: So, we picked a tournament. Uh, it's a good tournament for me and Milo, because we, we hung out a lot, this tournament, and...
2: It was so much fun. I was looking through my Snapchat memories, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. It.
1: <laughs> it's really sad. It's so sad. We we took a lot for granted. Um, but we picked Genesis 4. It's not only amazing for melee, it's amazing for personal memory. So we'll probably go into both. So what should we go in, in for first? Should we go for some melee first, or some personal great times?
2: Huh? Let's go into the melee first.
1: Okay, so best matches for you personally.
2: So I think there, like when I was looking through the bracket for Genesis Four, I cannot like believe that all of these insane like super hype matches all happened at this one tournament. But one definitely stands above the rest: um, Armada versus S2J. I can't, I can't imagine talking about Genesis Four without mentioning Armada versus S2J. Um, I'm sure everyone listening to the podcast, uh, like, knows what happens in that set, but for anyone who didn't, uh, hasn't seen that, to set the stage, <coughs> Armada's, like, the number one player, can't be touched, he was, was Armada ranked number one, or is the Hungry Box ranked number one at this point? I think, I think
1: was. it was Armada. I think this was, like, the last year that Armada was yeah. uh, ranked number one. Yeah, yeah, ranked yeah,
2: one. so... Nobody can touch Armada, you know. He, I mean, that's what he's known for. He would never lose to anyone outside the gods, and he's just this impenetrable wall, and you can't get through. Um, and you know what's interesting to point out? I Around this time, um, I was saying that if anyone would upset Armada, it would be a Falcon player, just because... I'm a little biased as a Peach main, but the Peach versus Falcon, Peach can definitely be exploited super hard in that matchup, um, specifically by Falcon, and I just think the things that Falcon can do in that matchup um, result in a very... a likelihood of upset, I guess, if that makes sense. Like, the the probability of of making an upset as Falcon against Peach is, like, higher than other matchups, I would say. Um, But anyway, so we're in... I think it was... Was it, like, Winner's... Quarters, maybe. Don't quote me on that, but somewhere in the winners somewhere, bracket, I think it was yeah. winners quarters. um, We have Armada versus STJ, and they start on Dreamland. I don't, I don't know all the games. But I know they start on Dreamland, and it was like last stock, last hit, and STJ gets the knee and wins. And like at this point, I was playing friendlies. I remember that, and like everyone's kind of like looking around, like, oh my god, holy shit, STJ just like took game one, and then I think they go to FD. And S2J wins again. So now we have this player Armada, who's never he he doesn't lose to people like outside the gods. That's just not a reality that exists. And we have S2J, who's like a huge fan favorite. You can't. I'm a Falcon hater, and I love watching (laughs) S2J. Like you can't watch S2J and not love it. So we have the like a heavy fan favorite about to make the like biggest upset of like in recent history. I would say in recent Melee history. And he's up 2-0 on Armada. And at this point, like, everyone, like, playing friendlies, has stopped and is just watching, like, SDJ. And, I can and attest that, to that.
1: that. That shit was nuts. It attest. was just,
2: it was wild. The, the atmosphere was so intense, you know what I mean? It was just, and I, just a side note, I, like, I can't, obviously I can't even imagine to, like, experience how that would feel in the seats of, like, Armada and S T J. Like, you're Armada, I'm sh- you can feel everybody... In this venue. There's thousands of people in this venue are like holding their breath waiting for you to lose. Like, how can that you know what I mean? How can yeah. that like it just speaks to the mental fortitude of these top players? Um, but anyway, then they go back to Dreamland for game three. SCJ is up 2-0, and it's last stock and Suj, yeah, I think he gets a back air, and then he tries to follow up with a knee, but he goes over Armada, and now he's off stage, and then he tries to recover, and Armada edge guards and kills him. Suj has really bad di, <laughs> and then Armada reverse three O's. Suj,
1: <laughs> which was and wild too, by the way. It because was, literally, yeah, he had I say, it.
2: I, I say that like it was a, a bad thing, but obviously Armada is. I think Armada's a goat. We don't have to talk mm-hmm. about that. That'll be a future discussion. <laughs> yes, but, we can do that. <laughs> yeah, that was incredibly impressive by Armada, of course, for obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, it was just that that game three, Like, it's just a beautiful thing that like everybody in the venue and i'm not exaggerating everybody in the venue had stopped their friendlies had stopped what they're doing and they're all just watching this t- the set on the projector holding their breath
1: so and... i remember uh i remember smash sisters was ha- was happening at the same time because i remember this too i remember this very well right,
2: exactly and
1: johnny at the time was like maybe my like top two favorite people to watch of all time so yeah again fan fan favorite everyone loves <laughs> mm-hmm. him and smash sisters stopped Like, they were like, we need to see this. And I remember standing on a chair because everyone in front of the... Because the way the venue worked was the stage was at the front, then you had the crowd, then Smash Sisters was, like, somewhere towards the back, and then you had, like, all the artist alley and everything behind you. And I had to stand on a chair. Now, I'm a five-foot-eight woman who can usually see from the back of shit. But everyone was, like, just stood She's a tall, um, powerful
2: woman.
1: (laughs) I'm an Amazonian goddess, bitch. Um, Um... And I remember having to stand on the chair by Smash Sisters, and even Smash Sisters had stopped, and we all stood up as well to, like, see. And you could, yeah, like you said, you could have cut the whole atmosphere with a knife. Like, every single person stopped. And I've never known another match, actually, in recent melee history to ever do that.
2: Right. It's just, it demanded attention from everybody. That's the best way to put it. It was...
1: He had it, too. ah, He fucked up so bad. It was so so
2: good. (laughs) I know. And I, I wonder, like, it's it's fun to think about what could have happened, you know what I mean, like, what, how would that have changed Armada's, like, remaining career in Melee, how would that have changed STJ's career in Melee, if that, like, it's fun to think about those things, but, yeah, okay. in another universe, <laughs> Ugh,
1: that'd have been so good, STJ so number wanna, one, yeah, do you want
2: to, do you want to go into one, and then what? We'll, like, alternate, or?
1: Uh yeah no I can I can go into one um so one of my favorite matches now this this sounds obvious this sounds like a a clear pick um bit of a basic bitch pick but whatever um That's and the, fine the, 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 the there's reasons. absolutely
2: a place for basic <laughs> bitch pickers we we pick I love
1: that I am going to pick um it was the okay let me set the scene Genesis four I. I don't even know how to start this. Okay, for anyone who knows me, I am a big manga fan. Absolute hard manga nation until <laughs> I die. Um, however, at Genesis 4, I was the European. I was room for all, every, every single European who was there. So Armada was there, Android was there, Leffen was there. I was like, let's fucking go Europe. I remember of being in there. the.
2: Like, Ice Adam was, there. was there. Duffy was there, Zaghetto, 54 bracket. And, like, there were a lot of um, European people. We love to see that. Man.
1: They came out. They hella came out. Um So so yeah, I was a diehard like European fan. So there is a set, and I believe it's Losers Quarters, which was Leffen versus Mango. And yeah, it was this I very mean, yeah. stock I remember becoming a Mango fan. It was the stock, it was this one particular this stock, uh, a match on Pokemon Stadium. And it, it so Leffen is two one up, I I believe, on Mango and Mango manages to, like, take the stock back, and it's definitely starting to become a comeback. And Leffen does this thing where, like... So he runs up, and I th- he... After getting a shit ton of... So much, so much damage on Mango. And then... In whatever way of the words, Mango ends up on the right-hand side of Pokemon Stadium, and Leffen runs over, and he up-smashes. And if, if it had hit, it had been done. Like, game over for Mango. But Mango did, like, this up-B in place oh, so right. that he like yeah. missed dude laser no what was he did he did something but he ended up I getting he a forward, forward smash
2: yeah he gets a forward smash
1: and just takes the game like the most dumb fucking <laughs> right like, I would... okay
2: so at this point leffen was up 2-1 in the set mm-hmm. um i believe so i yeah i rewatched the set yesterday and the only thing i could think of when i was how the <laughs> fuck did mango win the set like i had the thought like at least five times. Um, yeah. So I know Mango won game one, and then Leffen counterpicked to FD, and that's where Leffen got this like a ton of momentum. Um, mm-hmm. Mango kind of went up in FD actually, but then Leffen just came back and like like I think like maybe zero death in like twice in a row or something. Stadium and Leffen wins again, and it was pretty decisive. Um, I think it was Stadium, and then Mango went back to Stadium, I think, and Leffen's up like I think three stocks to one. I, I think it was three stocks in one. Maybe it was two stocks like zero percent or something. But
1: yeah, I think yeah, I think that's like, that sounds right. The second yeah, two
2: stocks zero percent. Yeah, and like and Leffen, like you said, I'm remembering right. Did Mingo really went. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: it was such a scrap. It was such a scrap. And I just remember like I remember seeing it because I was like Leffen's. Leffen's got this. Leffen's got this. And right. I believe I was sat with like um I was sat with like Chillin and Siren and Wens and you. I believe, yeah, I was actually. there. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I was there. And I remember just being like, oh leffin's yeah. game and i remember seeing the most underdog bullshit come from mango and i was just like
2: and then the real gag is that like he does the exact same thing in game five so they go to dreamland and leffin's up like i think three stocks to one I, mm-hmm. I maybe it was two stocks again but i think it was three stocks to one and i again i'm just like how did the hell did mango win this who knows i mean i don't even know what that really means but um but yeah i mean What a wild set. I love that set. I mean, maybe it was plot armor, maybe it was the script, who knows. I
1: always like to blame the script, honestly. Makes
2: for amazingly hype melee that reinvigorates the Carl set, and I was just losing my mind. As was everybody. And it's yeah. just wild. Like, we have all thousands of people in this, like, huge arena, and we just see, like, one of the hypest comebacks ever. Oh, it was so it was so sick. You just had to be there. <laughs> you had to be there, guys. Don't even listen to
1: this podcast, okay? You could never.
2: Okay, so actually, the one one right before that, I wanted to talk about Leffen vs. Axe. Oh, which is like,
1: shit, I forgot about this.
2: Yeah, so maybe not a set, like, super prominent, I really, like, people don't know to think about it, but, so, Leffen played Axe, I guess it was in the set before, yeah, I don't know, but the only, the, the reason this stuck out to me is because this is, like, the hardest I've ever seen a fox beat Axe up, and at this time, um, Leffen, you know, was on his come-up, um, Leffen had eaten all the gods, like, semi-recently, and, um, within, like, a there would be moments in tournaments when, like, Leffen would be playing super on point, and that's my favorite melee to watch, I'll be honest. Like, I'm a Peach main, but my favorite melee to watch is when Leffen is, like, executing perfectly, mm-hmm. and he just looks completely untouchable. You know what I mean? Like, and I think there was a lot of people... I mean, I certainly had... Leffen would be, like, the one true god. Soon. I thought it would happen, like, a couple of years. Like, no one would be able to touch Leffen. He
1: was on the massive watched... incline at the time. Right,
2: right, right. And, like, he, he just has this his play just has this like atmosphere around it I don't know when he's like on point with everything it's like nobody can touch this dude and that's like really beautiful for me to see it's like game one I mean Axe is a phenomenal player like absolutely amazing and you just don't you don't see any Spacey mains like beat up Axe the way Leffen did this set it was just wild like game one was battlefield I think and Leffen three stalks him and Leffen's like Leffin starts taunting. I don't know if he taunted in the first game, but it it was just wild. I think mean, that was the last stack game, but Leffen still wins, and then he taunts. And then game three, we go to FD. And so for anyone not watching, Pikachu Axe is the Pikachu player, and Pikachu is a really good chain grab. It's really easy. Like zero to death on Spacey's on FD. And so we think of FD as like this auto-win stage for Axe. Like we don't there we don't it was the set where like we all say fought, like Fox Pikachu, Fox beat Pikachu, like, Fox destroys Pikachu, but, like, when you watch Axe stock all these foxes in a row, like, you don't think that's really true, but then, like, when I was watching this set, Leffen just had answers to everything Axe was trying. It was memorizing to watch how good Leffen was, and like that, like, anywhere else from a Fox name, and at that point, I just had this feeling. I was like, oh, my God, Leffen is going to be, like, he's winning his tournament. Leffen's going to be, like, the best in the world, and... Who knows what would have happened without? Who would have knows what happened? But I I don't have that same opinion right now. Um, we'll see what happens moving forward. Thankfully for the spirit of melee, we got new heroes such as Zane. Um, <laughs> Zane's rise to the top definitely influenced that. But definitely at that time, at that set, I was 100 percent sure Luffin was going to be like the best player like forever.
1: Um. Okay. Shall we finish this off with a personal Genesis Four memory? I don't know if you have one in sure. particular. I have, I have some really funny memories from Genesis. I think I one. have.
2: Yeah, I have one memory I, I can go into.
1: Go, go for
2: it. Okay. Well, it actually, you were there. We were in a hotel room. I know you this were there. This might be the
1: same memory.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Co was there. Uh, like our little squad was there. It was super fun. We were all drunk and like, I think we were all just like singing karaoke to uh, like "If You Wanna Be My Lover," you gotta. Be-
1: <laughs> I can't get with my friend. <laughs>
2: I tell you what I'm, uh, yeah, 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 we were all just, like, jamming out that song, and that's just, like, the beautiful moment about these events, you know, like, we all are just, like, congregating, getting, like, drinking and having fun playing this beautiful game, and then we just, like, make connections on other, on other levels, like, with this stupid song that everybody loves, and we all just, like, stop playing Melee and just jam out to this fucking song, and (laughs) that was just, like, a very distinct... Amazing memory I have from Genesis 4.
1: That was a good one. Okay, so it wasn't the same memory, but it's a similar memory for sure. Um, <laughs> so, my memory also involves you. So, Genesis 4, me, Milo, um, and two of our friends, Link2213, also known as Eric, and Captain Killam, also known as Travis, we were all staying in a room, and that was maybe the best room I've ever stayed in. And yes. I want to say it was like <laughs> maybe it was like day zero or deep day one. I think it was day zero. Um, And sort of yeah Uh, kind of (laughs) so i remember we started deciding fuck it we'll have we'll have a party and you know we started to get some drink and we started getting drunk i remember (laughs) i remember ricky ortiz walked in
2: oh my gosh and i didn't
1: know who she was
2: (laughs) (laughs) i swear i didn't either
1: (laughs) i remember like i remember eric and travis being like Oh my god, yeah. oh my god, it's Ricky Ortiz! <laughs> and I was like, who the fuck is he, And they were like, they were like what? trying to get her a drink and stuff, and I was like, should I? Should I,
2: should I like be on my knees, like bowing down? What am I doing wrong?
1: The way Travis and Eric, like, and they were like, wait, you don't know? You like, even find this? this and I was like, oh shit, okay. So, I mean, I got her a drink and, and stuff like that, and then two really fun. Ends of the night stuff I remember is I remember getting so drunk uh, that I ended up crying in the bath for reasons um, to which you Wait,
2: <laughs> were oh sorry. my god you just like unlocked a whole set of memories I completely forgot about <laughs> I remember that and like me and Kathy were like in there like right <laughs> holy shit i forgot about that and i
1: was just drunk i was just, like crying in the bathroom like my leg like up against the wall And so, then... well, you know what
2: we need that that's what that's what you needed in that moment that was <laughs> you needed to get that all out and you did that was perfect for you and
1: then we finished the night by i believe joey because while kathy was in the bathroom with us i believe joey went to go and get us some mexican food and we finished the night off You're and so i was right. still wasted and you and I you and I were staying in the same bed and then Eric and Travis were staying in the I same bed. I have a
2: video of like of of that, like, all my Snapchat memories. We're just like gooning around in the bed and like Kathy's there saying something, and we're just, like, dying. I don't even know what Kathy was saying, but we're just, like, dying and laughing for no reason.
1: Because, I think the reason we're dying of laughing was because we got a burrito, and I was like, oh my god, you want to share? And I just ripped it in half while we were in bed, and rice just went fucking all over the place. Yeah, I think that bed. was
2: it. Oh my god.
1: And I made a huge mess. And that was, like, maybe one of the most fun nights I've ever had. Like, crying in the bathtub to splitting a burrito and getting rice all over the bed was maybe peak. Pete genesis
2: 4 she has range <laughs> <laughs> she said oh we're talking about rain <laughs> cry in a bathtub and then eat a burrito in bed and then talk to me
1: <laughs> leo DiCaprio, who um
2: yeah. so- <laughs> i miss kathy so much kathy if you ever watch this shout out I love I miss you.
1: <laughs> we'll tag her in him we'll tell her to watch the whole thing yes yeah um so that that brings us to the end of the podcast that has no name if you want to give us a, a fucking name
2: the podcast that has no name oh
1: my god <laughs> you're um but we will be back probably next month uh we'll keep an eye on smash twitter and make sure the drama is reported on we will make sure. Oh, you we know, I'm always on date. that
2: smash drama, girl. <laughs> I got that on
1: <laughs> And then we'll probably pick a tournament as well to to have a gander at. There's there's always news. So see us in a month if you want to catch up on some news, some memories, some fun times. We'll be discussing the hot topics. Okay. <laughs>
2: And... Uh, so we're gonna give you everything you never kn- knew you needed about this masking community <laughs> The inside details we have so much gossip we have undeniable of gossip
1: we've been around five we years get... and we know everyone bruh
2: we have to get really clickbaity titles for these <laughs> <laughs> jelly crying in the bathtub <laughs> what who did it <laughs> find out now <laughs>
1: who did it <laughs> Why is that so funny? Fucking hell. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We're done. (laughs) We're done. Um, I've been Chelly. Thank you for watching our podcast if you'd like to sign us off.
2: I've been Milo. Thank you so much for watching our podcast, and I hope to see you all next time. Peace.
0: Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns.